everyone. I'm back, baby. It's Jake C. Lee. I'm great. Everybody else sucks. Oh, huh. oh no. It's every nightmare I've ever had. Excuse me. It's time to check the link. Pretty crazy, huh? <laughs> but it doesn't matter because none of this has anything to do with the show. You know what? You just made the list. <laughs> oh, wait, you serious? Let me laugh even harder. It's all in. Sure, we talk about it all the time. Really? No. Game on, everybody. It's all in sports. Jake Seeley, host, uh, two of my favorite friends. Yes, I said friends, not guests. Friends about to join me on this show. The $1 a month for an entire year deal is done at The Athletic. I don't know why you wouldn't have signed up. So if you haven't signed up, look, there's still offers out there. You just missed the best one ever. So I know that's not the greatest pitch at the beginning of the show, but... You should still be over at The Athletic. There are discounts for you. Uh, five stars if you want to give it to me on iTunes. Please give it to me. Get rid of that one-star person out there who I exactly know who it was because I got snarky with him on Twitter. So he went to the show and left me a one-star review. But anyway, of all that, Scott Bogman, who I'm looking at on this side. You can't see who I'm looking at, so screw that part. Chris Welsh is on this side, my left. They're left and it's right or opposites. Us, yeah. It's yeah, yeah opposite you're days. In the other direction. Yeah, see, that's exactly. So yeah, I'll go the reverse way now. Is it the Welsh for Chris at Bogman Sports for Scott? And they're looking at me like I'm an idiot because they're my friends. And I'm <laughs> thrilled to have them on. Call them like Jakey. a team, Jake. You know, you, Jake. You know, it's funny. Uh, I haven't looked at an iTunes review for in this league in I thought you were probably- gonna say ice cream. To oh, ice cream sounds great, by the way. Gelato, how about us? I, was say, I, I thought you were gonna say, I haven't looked at gelato the same way since I, I haven't. We're though. gelato brothers, I haven't had gelato <laughs> since the three of us had it together. Why would I? That's our special, our special thing. That's, That's special right. time with uh, Jake Bogman and Welsh. But I don't think I've looked at an iTunes review in like two to two and a half years because That's it's too. By me, by the yeah, way. it's strategic. Yeah, one, I finally just go, Jake, because I, I think I'm like you. You literally spent the first 30 seconds of this magnificent show giving space to that gremlin. You gave that gremlin his little space because you know he gave a one star review. The things that you I would always... like to say, you can't say, and you're feeling all the feelings. So, what do I do? I just don't look at it, pretend it's not there, just like Bogman does right. without any teeth issues. I don't normally check. I don't normally check the reviews or comments. The only reason I even found this one is because I was doing Joe Holka's show and Joe Holka was like, Hey, I'm still live. If Jake, if you're still watching, send me the link to your iTunes so I can share it with everybody. Mm. And that's when I clicked on it. And I just happened to see that little counter thing. And it was a recent, that's why I'm like you. That was the first time I probably checked it in months. It's dangerous. It's everybody and like everybody on the planet too. This is the worst part about it. Everybody's like, oh yeah, and you know, just like don't even worry about that stuff. You just gotta let that you gotta have like tough skin, thick skin. You just gotta let that stuff. Everybody says that. And then the nobody minute, has it. And in, in, the minute you see a negative comment, you're like, ooh, ooh, ooh. What do you what do you beep on here? You're like, ooh, chopsticks or whatever the hell you or use. Well, give a five-star review and shout out these boys. How yeah, about that? It. Does is it better? Yeah. Yeah, I like that. That's a good call. But that's going to bring you back to the iTunes reviews. And Why are just we open still talking about iTunes reviews? Because yeah, I was so, Bogman is Jake. Hold on, hold Bogman on. is so cranky today. He is, He's so he is very we cranky. About football. We talked about the vet for twenty minutes. We had a ten-minute amazing segment that he absolutely railroaded with his dirty yeah. mouth. It was such a great segment. I hope it gets. I hope it was in there. And then he's just like, "Can we stop talking about iTunes reviews? Come on." 
I mean, you okay? This this show started with you giving Jake crap for giving the gremlin space, and then you talked <laughs> about how much you hate iTunes reviews and how they make you mad when you see them. Yeah, so, we, we had we had like eight more. Same thing we, had like, he did. we had like eight more minutes of this. That's what I'm trying to get at. We had eight, this is this. <laughs> I'm proving the point of why this stuff is dangerous for all in sports. So uh, I'm after all that, the person I was, that that laughs at one star reviews. Like I mean that, that I I look at them and I go okay. You know, because the last one I saw was uh, because Welsh made fun of Alex Jones and someone got very upset. That was the last one. Sorry, that we saw. Uh, they actually, you know how hard it is to sign up for an iTunes account. And this person signed up for a second iTunes account to give us two one star reviews because they, they were so mad that Welsh made fun of Alex Jones for like 30 seconds. And it wasn't even making fun of his politics. It was making fun of his wild I was just, crazy stuff. And then he throws his arms everywhere and all that stuff. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, so what I was going to say with all that, <laughs> hey, you guys done? The reason I was pulling up and sticking with it is because I was going to give a shout out to the most recent five-star review that was written to Carrickin SB. I was going to give somebody like, like, thank you. So there yeah. you go. Okay. After all that. Okay. That's, that's where I was Carrick going SB. with this. Thanks, Carrick. Carrickin. Carrickin SB. Carrickin SB. Thank you. If you, you want to like one up, then follow Jake for his advice. That's what he said. And if you also have a, a name that sounds like a spice, you should give a five-star review, too. <laughs> I don't know why that got me. That one got me. That wrong. one got Bogman pretty good. That's a nice guy. He should sure. go over to this league and give a... He just seems like a nice guy. We should be friends with that guy. You know what? If your brother Human and Ginger could also uh, give us some reviews, that would be great. Kerrigan MD or whatever his name is, <laughs> come out to Phoenix when Jake comes out together and we will all have gelato together. Yes. Four of us. yes let's go. Let's that's go surprising. for gelato. Five-star reviewers get gelato. That, that's what we said. Yeah. Put on We've a shirt. We've always said that. That's always been our thing. So that's our mission statement. Mm -hmm. You guys done? Your show. Now we're done. Now we're done. You, now we're done. you lead the way, Jake. I, I, want, hey, I want to do what you were complaining about before the show, Scott. I want to talk some football. All right. Let's go. Oh, let's talk football. Right. Come on. Before we do. Why don't you guys, whoever wants to, tell everybody where to follow you? I already did your Twitter handles, but you're in this league, your podcast, your Patreons, your work, yeah. everything, all the goodies, blah, 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 all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, in I mean, this it's, league. No, don't blah, blah, blah yourselves. You guys are worth listening to and following. Well, you're very, very nice. You, you've always been one of my favorites, not just because you are right. You are a friend, which is a distinction that not everybody gets to say. I think a lot of people get to like, you know, like, oh, yeah, this is one of our cool friends. But like, you're an actual friend of ours. Podcast friend. Yeah, you're say. real. You're actual. Friend. You're IRL. You're in That's real right. life friend. And uh, you've always been a big supporter of ours, which uh, I appreciate. It hasn't gotten us anywhere, but I deeply appreciate your support <laughs> that you've always had for us. But yeah, people can check out the In This League products. The basketball podcast came back. We do football. We do baseball. I do a ton of baseball stuff with prospects. I've got a show uh, called Prospect One. And Bogman does college football IDP. We interject ourselves into a little bit of everything. And if people want to be a part of our little audio universe, we have a Patreon, which we've been we've been going for like three years. Patreon.com slash ITL Army. And maybe the most exciting thing among like we give back, I think, more than most. Like a lot of people will have like Patreon type things and it's like, hey, you get this one thing. We give so much different stuff back. We do. We're doing a Mandalorian podcast on there, Jake. I don't even know if you know that. We do all the other secret shows and sheets and stuff. But our Christmas special is coming up. It is the third year. It Can I present you the name? Yeah, please do. It is called Deck Our Balls. That's right. <laughs> 
Is that good? I don't know. So you have to classify that under not like clean lyrics on no, the podcast. It's, it's, it's <laughs> very fam very family friendly. That's right. Yeah. Deck the something and uh, yeah. So that's our Christmas special where people nice. send us presents and we will um yeah, we'll do stuff. Maybe you could record a video. Oh, you could do a little people video. send you presents, you don't send them presents. No, right. <laughs> I mean who do you think we are? Come on, we're the we're the celebrities here, Jake. I mean, please. <laughs> we had uh we had people asking if they could send us Christmas presents. Uh this was like three or four years ago, and we decided, well, you know, we're getting six or seven things here, we might as well open them up during a show so we made let's make it easier and let's make it easier for people to give us stuff yes yeah what's the best apparently on my list all i did was put youth size star wars shirts on you want to know what the best present of bogman takes the cake i have to say this bogman cried on the live stream because of the amazing present he got now he was remember any of it he was a little inebriated because that's sometimes that always <laughs> that's what how happens. we do it yeah that's how we do it and bogman was and this is it was a great moment he was so touched by the thoughtfulness of somebody sending him the steelers replica rings that tears flowed from that beautiful I'm face up right now thinking about it welsh yeah. so uh it, it's obvious it's a memory uh that isn't mine but uh it i am a part <laughs> of it so a lot of people remember it i don't at all <laughs> I Have saw you watching it back day and I was like, what is this drunk a hole doing? He, and, he will never uh, watch I was crying. So yeah, he'll never watch that back. But yeah, thank <laughs> thank you for the little platform. People can check us out on Patreon, search in this league, find the Twitters, and do whatever you want to do. If 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 you like our and brand gifts. of stuff, come down. Yeah, send us gifts. Mainly send us presents is like the end game here. <laughs> Fall in this league and just send us things, free yeah. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gift I mean, card that how it came food. across that's not how it came. <laughs> listen how am i gonna grow my funko pop collection to yours i've only yeah, got two true. back here looking at that whole setup there yeah, my I'm wall need... looks homeless compared to your guys yeah so. we homeless. need gifts we need gifts <laughs> you're talking about my backdrop of all things uh i don't know if you saw the the post that i put on instagram the cake that my mom made because she used to buy me uh cinnamon roll cheesecake that this lady used to make and mm. she stopped doing cheesecakes so my mom tried to make it and did a pretty damn good job of all the things of all the likes and all the comments freaking d'angelo williams was like your mom couldn't just walk down to the basement and give it to you oh that makes me happy it does it it does. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. It absolutely does. You're not getting a Christmas card now, Chris. I am. So, yeah, you know true. what doesn't make people happy? Segway. Look hey. at that. <laughs> Look at that. Ezekiel Elliott does not make people happy. No. Well, like, so here, here's the real thing. Look, look, let's. All right, we're talking fantasy football. What a shock. We're actually talking about sports. Look here. at that. You get there. Ezekiel Elliott, recency bias, I think, comes into play because you guys will remember before Thanksgiving, everybody was like, oh, Andy Dalton. Played well, Dak. You know, Dak isn't as you know as much as a loss as we might have thought with Andy Dalton actually making it through a game and actually looking like old school Andy Dalton. And on the Zeke side of it was he ran for a hundred yards. Yeah. Zeke is fine. Then Thanksgiving rolls around, the entire offense goes to crap. Zeke fumbles, which compounds the fact. Which my opinion on this is that the perception skewed because everybody complains about the contract that they look for every potential shot to take at Ezekiel Elliott. And then Pollard looked good on some runs. So where do you fall like on, is this a one to 10 maybe Scott of like, how bad is Zeke right now? Is it, you know, if you're concerned, like how about that? A one to 10 concern level, because is it, 
you could say it's one, which is the way that I'm kind of making it sound. And I don't believe it's a one, but there's also like a 10 where everybody's just like burn him alive at the stake. I, I think it's a four. It's a four okay. because it, the fumbles are concerning the, the, you know, badness of the offense as a whole is concerning to him running the ball. But I think a five or more is when you start to think about benching a player and you're not benching Zeke. You spent a first round pick on him or if you're we're in an auction, you spent a bunch of money on him. You're not benching the dude. He's starting every single week for you. So you can complain about it a bunch, but this is the bed you made when you drafted him. You didn't expect you know, Dak to go down. You didn't expect them to have so many uh, problems on the offensive line. So, you know, you're kind of, you're stuck at this point. So there's nothing that can be done. You're going to start him. He's going to have better weeks than he did. Washington's defense is actually pretty good. I think yeah. it's the, the best unit of any of them in the NFC East is the Washington defense. So, you know, he had a bad Thanksgiving day game that was also on short rest. So you're not going to bench him. Uh, you can complain all you want, but he's not going anywhere. I don't, I don't know if that's necessarily the case. I mean, I know what you're getting at, but I, there are scenarios where you could bench him. I mean, t- take a scenario of somebody. No, but I'm also saying, like, say you take it, you got like Ezekiel Elliott, and then I don't know, you, you drafted somebody else half decent. Maybe it was like Joe Mixon, and he's been banged up. But then off the wire or late in drafts, you picked up a James Robinson, and then maybe you got Wayne Gallman. And if you're sitting currently going on and you're deciding between two backs of Wayne Gallman, Ezekiel Elliott, and James Robinson, I think there's some, I know it's a hard decision, but I think the decision. Would, so would you bench Zeke for Wayne Gallman at this point? I think, I, I think it has to be matchup based. I mean, I think the Washington one would have been, I mean, it's all hind, we're talking in like hindsight now, but Washington as a whole has held Ezekiel Elliott this season to seven total fantasy points between well, two games. There's actually a good matchup for that. Um, because our week 13, I should say, because there's still a game to go, but uh, <laughs> Dallas now is playing on the road against Baltimore on Tuesday and the giants are playing on the road against Seattle on Sunday. So in that situation, Welsh, are you going with Wayne Gallman against the Seattle defense that has been bad? They actually look good against Philly, but Philly is trash. Uh, or are you going with uh, Zeke against the Ravens? That's Listen, man, one. it's week 13. This is it. This is this is when you're getting yeah. into the playoffs. If I got an easy coast in, okay, I could roll with Ezekiel Elliott. But but I think for all intents and purposes here, the matchup plays. Wayne, what is Wayne Gallman? Five straight games with a touchdown. He's been yeah. a force in the Giants offense. Now the quarterback play, I think, leads to a little bit more worry where something similar to what happened with Elliott can happen where not that any team was worried about Daniel Jones, but it's even less if Colt McCoy was out there. But I I think you can legit go with Wayne Gallman, Wayne Gallman in this instance. And, you know, real, and I want to get Jake's take on this. The the interesting correlation of being like, you know, recency bias and where does this lie with Ezekiel Elliott? You, the the drop off, it's insane the minute Dak came out. It, okay. Whether it was offensive, offensive adjustments, defensive adjustments to the new setup, whether it was also just guys just being like it, the the wind being taken out of them. It was just the wind was knocked out of this offense and and the try hardness. He went from 22 points he scored in week five against the Giants. And then uh, Dak got hurt, I think, in the third quarter of that game. The next game, he scored four. Then he scored five the next game. Then seven. He had four straight weeks of single digits. Since Dak has been out, he has scored single digits in fantasy five of the six weeks that he's been out. So what's the thing that makes you feel comfortable at this point when you can ride momentum with a guy like Allman? That first game against Arizona was double-digit points. The game after that was the four. 
Uh, I'm looking at it right now, and he's got four points. Arizona week six. Uh, 12 for 49 and 8 for 31 receiving. What am I looking at uh, wrong here? Oh, you're right. You know what? You're right. I completely screwed that up. I have this as a standard. You are a hundred percent right about that. Yeah. So then nobody that boosts. Play, nobody plays non PPR anymore. Well, I don't. I don't either. But I literally, what I'm looking at, I had had this uh, as PPR, but it was on standard. You're right about that. Everything I said held true except for yes, Arizona, yeah. which was a double digit point because he had the the freaking ten targets and eight and he catches in that, in that game. game. Yeah, yeah, that. Exactly. that was the two fumble game. But other than that, it's been single digits. So Jake. What about you? Is it ridiculous? I, I agree with you. Dance Bogdan. around that though. You start in Zeke, you start in golf. <laughs> I thought I'll go Gallman. I no, I didn't dance you. around that. I, I, just just be, I just wanted to be clear. Oh, That's I know. Not, I thought I said that. I, like I would it. go Gallman, especially if I'm going if it, this is important. This is week 13. Is this crazy? What are you gonna do, Jake? I'm not benching Gallman for Zeke, uh, mostly because now we have Colt McClay at quarterback. You're uh, not least, you're not benching said that back. I think you mean you're not benching, benching not Zeke, benching Zeke for Gallman. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Zeke is staying in my lineup, mostly because of volume. Uh, you know, last week was the first time, even if you look at the week since without Dak, he was getting 19 carries, 21 carries, 18 carries. Like, I'm just going to take that volume and I'm going to take that talent. I know Wade Gallman, all he does is score touchdowns all of a sudden. But Seattle, re- surprisingly, over the past couple of games, it wasn't just Philly, Scott. They've been playing better of late. Uh, I'm not scared of them. But they've been playing better, and the back too. That's a big well, loss in the trade. No, but they really, helped. yeah, yeah, and they because they played well against Arizona. He's uh, hurt. Dal- Lawson's hurt. hurt. Oh, he, I mean, yeah, still popped up on the injury report. So. The only running back to actually top sixty-five yards against them, Alexander Madison. Yeah, but the reason why I'm getting to that four hundred yards a game through the air, Jake. I'm getting to that. I'm getting to the point that you don't need to beat them on the ground. And if you're going to give me twelve carries of Wayne Goleman, I'm not getting in on Wayne Goleman at twelve carries. Yeah, that's what I'm getting to. I mean, Wayne Goleman. Is, it, is an arbitrary, I mean, we, we, I bring him up in an arbitrary sense, but I, I still think when I'm looking at the matchups, I mean, the one thing that I might throw, and I didn't mean to cut you off, Bugs, but the one thing that might hold me a little bit aside is that, like, the entire Baltimore Ravens team is getting COVID left and right, and God knows what defensive player will be available. So I think that could adjust how scared anybody should really be against Baltimore. About, let, let's do All a right. different player. How about Swift? <laughs> let's say he's back from concussion protocol, which he should be. and They're playing a tough matchup against the Bears. Are you going Zeke. Swift or are you going Zeke? Zeke, what? Well, because you want to tell me that Bevel couldn't possibly actually be worse than Patricia? We've seen Bevel before. He's going out there probably wanting to get another chance at some job somewhere. What if he likes on Johnson? What if he just is like Adrian Peterson keeps me the safest? Like I'm just, I again, we all sit here and say DeAndre Swift should finally be freed and the guy. But I'm just saying there's there's a non-zero chance that Bevel makes this worse than it was. For me, it's really not about the the matchup and the player. It's can I look at myself in the mirror That's a big the one. day after if I didn't start Zeke and he goes off for 102 touchdowns? And now, I can't. So that, that's I'm always going to have Zeke in my lineup. And, and that was kind of why that was my point. This is the first question, by the way. That was my <laughs> point to, uh, being <laughs> having the level at four, because I think at five, you can start talking about benching that guy. And I'm just not in that conversation. I, I think that's a, it's a really good point. I, I talk about that a lot, too, because there is a point of like, who are you going to go down the ship with? You know, if you're yeah. in this is week 13, oh, this is it for the playoff run. You could be. 
five, six, seven, eight, whatever it is. If you are going to, if, if, if this is a win all situation, okay. I mean, Elliot on the recency outside of Washington does have a really good game off of Minnesota. It's just been more bad than it's been good since the changes happen that I appreciate and I understand. And you know what? Push comes to shove. If I really am faced with Gallman versus Elliot, I could see myself going both different ways just because Gallman's got the hot streak. But, you know, at the end of the day, the more if we are talking recency and we're talking the last half of the season, Elliot's been trash. He's been garbage. He's had one good game since Dak has been out. So the odds are more likely that he is going to be ineffective without Dak Prescott in the lineup, then he will be effective. And this is an important run. And like I said, Gallman or Swift, I mean, Swift's a little bit different situation so, as well, but um, I think this is a tough one. This is a really tough one, but going down with the ship is important here. Is that the fact that it's not a must start anymore, I think is the biggest thing, which by the way, that is the exact lyrics. I will go down with this ship. Do you know the name of the song? I don't even know. No, what, you so did what such a great job singing it, Jake, but I, I can't put it together. Solo. So you don't Jake's know the really solo. You don't know the the artist or the song. It is Dido, White Flag. Ah, is this like? Are you singing Titanic? What are you singing? No, that's the. I will go I look it up after Dido the from that Eminem uh, thing she did. So. And I won't put up my hands and surrender. Uh, There'll be no white flag. No, it's not, that's not the same song. Just go look it up afterwards. The shot I think that's shot <laughs> By the way, have you tried the have you tried the Google Hum thing? The Google Hum search. Awesome. No, I mean, I'm learning new stuff. What is that? It's it's actually really aggravating. So if you have the Google app on your phone, you can search. And if you type the microphone and say, what is this song and start humming? OK, hold on. It, Let's it, do it right no, no, but no, 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 no. Yeah. Don't. We're not no, no, doing no, it. We Here's example, why. We're not doing oh, it right now because you it. have to hum for 15 seconds. Oh, well, well, let's see if it can pick me up. So wait, do I have to type something in or do I do, just do the microphone? No, go to the microphone. The first thing you say is, what is this song? And then okay. start humming. OK. Oh my God! You have to hold. Do I have to hold it down? No, just. All right. Whoops! Hold on. It didn't like it. All right. You have to say what is what this is song? this song? The Jake just grunting work because I think he just song grunts. stuck in your head. Um. <laughs> nope. I broke. I cracked the code. It was like, nope. Let's just go back to what song is this? It did not know. <laughs> it didn't understand the hum I was trying to do. That's because that wasn't. That, I don't even know if that was the humming. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's not humming. That's that was. That's humming. not humming. All right. What, what's the second fantasy football? Can, yeah. Can I get to what's another now? question before? They, thank you for wasting that time, Chris. Sorry. <laughs> You're complaining I, about Scott cursing before the show and i told you not to do it and you still oh, went and did it god i didn't oh, curse i just no i'm saying time. you complained about scott oh my god oh next question great. who's yeah, on first next question <laughs> <laughs> next question so alvin camara i'll go to you first scott let's just ask the same question one to ten because i'll i'll just jump in before you do i actually think camara is higher up on the list because if I told you running back with no name on the back of his jersey, so you don't know who this guy is, but you know he's only getting a dozen carries and nothing in the passing game, you'd be like, yeah, I'm probably not starting that guy. Isn't is that where we're at with Kamara? I, I mean, probably. For I said Chris first. Way to pay attention. Oh, you said Scott. Actually, you said Scott. 
but 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 Chris can go first. Go ahead. Chris. This, is, this is a problem looking at the two videos. I was probably looking at you when I meant to say it's that thing like where like say what the color is and they flash it, but it's actually red and they put the word underneath it blue or something like you know what I'm talking about, right? Google what host is is Jake asking? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get Jake to spit out his water. I am also worried about Alvin Kamara. The minute Taysom Hill gets in there, he's completely out of the passing game. Three targets in the last two games. And I mean, give me a break. Atlanta and Denver should both be places he should be able to eat defensively. He has one catch. He has 25 total carries between the two. And he has not eclipsed. He has not eclipsed 100 total yards combined in the last two games. Yeah, that's worrisome. They're going traditional running back back with Latavius Murray. Taysom Hill does not get the ball to him. It's almost like the um, some of the worries we had, like when I'm going to say it was like Herbert was taking over in LA and it was like, ooh, is Eckler going to get the ball? Like this is coming to fruition. My problem with Kamara, and but you know, it's it's a it's an invalid argument a little bit, Jake, because <laughs> I feel like there's a there's less of a track record of inconsistency Kamara has. It's two games where I look at Elliott and I'm like, this has been since week seven. You know, after that week six okay. game, uh, you know, there, there's a much longer track record. So give me a number. But the worry is the minute Taysom Hill came in, he is a problem. So I am worried. So I guess on my worry level. I would be a five. I think Elliot and Kamara, I think Elliot's a six and Kamara's a five. And if Bogman, you know, considers five being like, ooh, maybe you could get him out. I think he should be in that consideration. If Winston comes in, I think it changes up. And I do think this is a critical week. There's no chance I take Kamara out because of what he can do in the passing game. And you can't have three straight weeks of him not being involved in that. I refuse. Oh, would you start Goldman or Kamara? Kamara, without question. See, not, I, I, I hate that I said I'm so pissed that I said Gallman because now it look it's gonna be this ridiculous thing. Gallman better outscore <laughs> Elliot this week. Touchdowns. Everyone will be like, Look I, at I swear to God, I he better you know I if you're gonna say something mean to me, four carries for nine yards and no touchdowns. If but, you're gonna say anything mean to me, you can do it on the in this league fantasy football podcast iTunes, but you have to give a five-star review and then say your mean thing. <laughs> but if Gallman gets, you also That's have fair. to if he's better, he also has to go to no, the see, iTunes. It's a really good but to go back to that real quick. It's you're a really good point because iTunes reviews are just like uh what's the food one? Yelp reviewers. Like yeah. the, oh. Yeah, it's like all the they think they're for the best episode, one of the one of the best episodes of South Park. If anybody hasn't seen it, but so Scott, <laughs> one to five, are you gonna are you gonna price this right? Or are you gonna go over? Well, one to five or one to ten? Uh, one to ten. Uh, because I'm a little I, thrown off right now because I don't know if you can tell how I'm sitting. These are this is only for Chris and Bogman. Uh, I, I, like how I'm sitting. So I have one leg facing the computer. I'm not facing the computer. My other leg is stretched out to the side of the desk because Barkley's asleep on one of my legs because the <laughs> heater is down here. And I'm in this really awkward position and my butt is killing me. You kind of go ahead. You kind of do have a position where if like I imagine this is Jake on a Zoom date and you're just like, hey, how you doing? And then you just turn to the side and you're just like, I'm Jake. I'm casual Jake. <laughs> yeah. I'm casual Jake. Uh, I, I would say... There's a couple other things going on with Kamara outside of Hill. He has, uh, he has the foot injury as well, and they were crushing Denver with no quarterback last week. I feel like that's the real reason why he didn't get a lot going on uh, against Denver. They have to like prioritize him this week. They have to get him the ball 
15 times. I think we're going to see that with Hill. So I'm not actually really worried about him. I would say it's like a three for me because they could also just bring back. Uh, they could also just bring back Drew Brees after this week. So it's just this week. And then next week we're going to have uh breeze back with throwing the ball to uh Kamara. So uh, I Taysom Hill obviously is a huge issue with all the pass catchers in new Orleans, but also, you know, Kamara being banged up and them just rolling Denver with no quarterback didn't help his situation either. So I think it looks so miserable. Can I, can I, can I ask like, um, no, who are you more, who are you more worried about? Because like Kamara, builds that value off of like, let's say seven or eight catches. If the saints are going to throw 19 times a game, it's going to be a problem and someone's going to suffer. Are you more worried about Elliot or Camara? Both of you. I already, I thought I answered. I'm more worried about Camara and wow. the I'm Falcons because there's not a, there's not a solution coming for him. There is for Camara. Reese will be back. No, this week specifically, this week specifically. I think we all know that Camara is better when breeze is back. I think he'd be better with Winston in there. If they could just put oh, him yeah. in, things yeah. can get fixed. Yeah. Until Breeze is back, I am more concerned about Kamara. Because, um, again, 11 to 12 carries, the end. I know he can do I, I more than most. Even I think I'm I think I'm more worried with Kamara for this week because Taysom is in there. And he's also facing the Falcons' run defense, which is surprisingly good. It's like the Panthers' pass defense. It's better than – it's not top 10, but it's better than people realize. Yeah, but the reason their run defense is so good is because their pass defense is so bad. People don't have to. It's run. not. It's not that hand in hand. It's thirty first. It's the one behind. No, no, no. But it's not. It's not like people aren't trying to run against them. That's true. But but I think there's a difference between Atlanta and Tampa Bay, right? Where Tampa Bay I, has a legit, what really was the first good. Thing I said. Defense. I said uh, they're not top ten, but they're better than people realize. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah, I'll and look, they're a lot better with Raheem Morris too. But they are six in run defense because they're giving up 291 yards. Too bad Raheem Morris, you know, has no shot at the job next year because he didn't go undefeated. Well, did you, I, did you remember that five and one? Because if I know. Did you remember when Arthur Blank said that when no. he took over? Did he? Really you missed that? that? Did you see that, Chris? When that what happened? Is, no. What? When well, when that when that switch was made, Arthur Blank said. Yes, if he goes undefeated, he'll be in consideration next year. Um, I'm paraphrasing, but I somebody mean, asked him if he was. Co people asked him if he was coaching for a potential job next year, and he goes, "If he goes, if he goes undefeated, he would have to be in the consideration." Well, I, mean, I would hope so, but <laughs> I, I okay. I mean, I, I take that completely different. I would just be like, "What am I here for?" Like right. a comment like that, I read into, and it's just like yeah, I but am there's a difference nothing. between him making that comment and you reading it and seeing him if he had a big dumb grin on his face. He's probably kidding. Who knows? I, know. uh, I got to think that five and one or four and two right now and looking as good as they have with him has ha he has to at least be in the consideration. For I think he's okay, been great. So, I think it's been great for this team. So, Scott. Yes, sir. Since you took the question, I sent you guys seriously <laughs> with Clyde Edwards Alaire. Did you talk about him on your podcast? Or is this just something you want to talk about in general? Because didn't like I, my question. Yeah, so <laughs> on Hamilton discussion. So, so yeah, for everybody out there, I said, is there anybody you want to specifically touch on? I get Clyde Edwards Alaire, rest of season from Scott. The next thing I get is just Dejon Hamilton <laughs> from me. Well, <laughs> are we still doing this like two years later? Uh, still <laughs> well, look, uh the, the thing with oh, Clyde no, Edwards. No, you gotta set me up. Set me up. Like, I need to know why did you want to talk about him? So because I can present he, the question. he hasn't been good with okay. Bell 
there. And it's okay. been two weeks in a row where he has been rough to own. So, uh, I mean, we're getting to the point where we're going into the playoffs and he doesn't have a track record like these other guys that we've been talking about, Zeke and Kamara. If you play those guys and lose, at least you go, okay, look, I played my studs and I lost. Is Clyde Edwards a lair? Even if you took him in the first round, is he still a stud on your team if you make the playoffs? And are you definitely starting him? Because I find it difficult right now. So you want to hear something interesting for this. The stat I was pulling today, the last four weeks of running backs facing eight men boxes, mm-hmm. which we know that can limit. So there's a, there's obviously the flip side because Emory Hunt has said this before. Great scout. He now works at CBS for everybody out there. Make sure you're following him. F-ball game plan. Uh, one of the things he used to be running back, he said sometimes eight man boxes can be the best thing because you make one guy miss you, you're gone. Yeah. So there's a counter argument to it. But we know that inherently, if you're facing an eight man box 50% of the time, it's going to be a lot worse if you're than if you're facing it 10% of the time. That's just okay. how football works. So the reason I brought this up is because the Rams running backs rank top six. All three of them rank top six because of how the Rams offense is. So it's not, you know, that's part of, but the interesting thing while I was pulling this up is Clyde Edwards Alaire Scott over the last four weeks, 0.0. He has not faced the eight man box. In the past four weeks, he's barely faced it at all this season, which makes sense when you think about the Chiefs. But if we're talking about Edwards Alaire and what we think about him as a prospect, and we thought about him as a prospect, and Brian Westbrook and elusive in space, if you're never facing an eight man box, should you not be doing better, period, no matter who you are? Yeah, but uh, see, the, the issue is that the, the characters aren't there. In the last four weeks, it's been 11, 14, 5, and 6. So he five made the last be, six, five last six weeks fire. Yeah, no, no. I'm sorry. Uh, for the last five weeks, he has been under 12 carries in those games. Three right. of those were single digit carry games. He had it's, that huge game against Buffalo and it's been nothing since then. It hasn't been nothing, but he had two touchdowns against Vegas, but that yeah, was Vegas still on 15 total touches. So it, it's difficult, you know, coming off this game where he had, uh, you know, like Welsh said, 12 I mean, touches and 39 total yards, and Bell is getting mixed in late too, and I I hate it for both of them. Obviously, Bell is a cut. He's getting less than Clyde Edwards-Alaire, but it's... it's He's got five games where he hasn't even hit four yards per carry. Yeah, it's dicey to start him. I mean, this is the guy that you should compare against Wayne Gallman because I think... No, well, that's what's so... Oh, you're jumping ahead. You're in my mind. You're jumping ahead. Okay, all right. I was going to let Chris give his piece real quick on Clyde edwards Edwards Alaire, and then there's a follow up. No, it has a guy, Wayne, Wayne Gallman. The Wayne Gallman Giants shirt too, by the way. <laughs> the so. Wayne Gallman episode. I I have so much on the line for Wayne Gallman <laughs> in week 13. It is uh, like I, I. You know what? I hope your audience follows Wayne Gallman in week 13 with me. I hope that people are tweeting, rooting me on, or going, "Uh oh, here we go." You know, I oh, think- I'm gonna be I'm gonna be texting you all day about Wayne Gallman on Sunday. I, know. I better put him in my DFS lineup just for you know. Just so get your concerns real quick on Edward Delaire because there's a Here, follow-up oh well here's the only thing I, I i mean my concern really would actually be more of a question for you i think the concerns are keep uh, turning things into a question i'm just trying to ask you sorry i'm like a host <laughs> like i host shows so i'm You're a host? Doing that. I, <laughs> well i mean i don't know if we can say that on this show but uh but by the way wayne gallman is at wayne gallman uh but he hasn't tweeted since uh halloween so you probably won't get any love from him back to you 
Oh, okay. Well, I mean, the audience can just follow along with me and, uh, you know, root me on or something like that. I know, but I think, you know, all the things that we brought up are apparent. I mean, the, the team has moved away from running. Lev Bell has been in there. Clyde Edwards-Alaire has been less effective. I'm just curious, though, the biggest argument that Bogman and I made in the preseason really had to exist around not having enough upside value when you take him, you know, six or six, you're, you're, the logic is sound. The logic is completely sound in what you're like doing with him. Six. Yeah. So. You didn't like him necessarily there, but you know, as a defendant of Clyde Edwards, Alaire, do you buy in at all at the idea of like how much he had to return and how much he had to do to even get to even value and how much negative equity is involved. Now, to be fair, most there's mostly negative equity in the first round. If right. you really look at it, but Clyde Edwards, Alaire, I think he's going to get a pass because of all the players that have that negative equity. But I'm just curious if your take has changed at all in the early processes or, you know, are you, uh, are you still there? Processes. Are you still with the so, idea and not relenting? As, as I think, Scott, I think I heard you say in there, I was late first round. I wasn't taking fifth or sixth. And I still today would say late first round because if you look at it before Le'Veon Bell came in there, he was late first round. He had a down week or two, and he had a giant game or two, but he wasn't too dissimilar from most top 10 running backs outside of the elites. He was a bottom-end RB1, and that's what we wanted. The Le'Veon Bell situation changed everything. That's really what it came down to, because if you're looking at it, and I have it pulled up, week one, I mean, even if you want to say, oh, week one, he's, still, 25 touches, 16 touches, 25, 19, 13, which is the bad game that he had against the Raiders. And then what you mentioned about the Bills, 30. And then we get the arrival and the downfall, and it's 9, 9, 8, 15, 12. It's, he, was, he was a low-end RB1 to start. Yeah, I mean, he only had, he's only, like in the first six weeks, had at least 15 points in three of those games. So, I mean, I guess he kind of floats in there. I mean, he, has even a, if, he only had two here. games of single-digit points, I guess, the whole year, which, you know, that does maintain. No, I'll, that. I'll pull it up. I'm curious now because I'm curious through that first six games. Yeah, we'll even throw the Denver game in there because, nah, well, I mean, that's that kind of throws it out. It's the first six weeks, I guarantee he's inside the top 10, if not higher for that stretch alone for running yeah, backs. Let me, let me look here. I'm looking uh, week one through six. You want PPR. Yeah. Are you Clyde doing the same Edwards, thing I'm doing? I'm probably he was 11. He was 11. Oh, half PPR. He was yeah, 11 in full. Okay. Well, you know, you play your we, game. Uh, 11. He was also 11 in total points scored. If you're going average per game, he is not average per game through the first six weeks, a running back one. Okay. So take that how you want. He's one, two, three. So he's, he's 12, like 15 15. or 17. In he's point, he's point 0.8 behind being an RB1 in points per game. I see what you're looking at. So yeah, yeah. because you have some people that most are, didn't play a full slate. Uh, Nick Chubb didn't play a full slate in there. So yeah, but yeah. I'm just curious about the process because he's such a fascinating one because I think the potential goes on multiple sides and, and this maybe isn't really where you wanted to go with the conversation, but he he's a good like case study as far as like the idea of value and upside and team construction. He was kind of this wild card that has not and will not pan out at the end of the year. Clyde Edwards Alaire or Melvin Gordon this week. This they play week? each other. It's Denver at Kansas City on Sunday night. I I would just rather go with it's the Camara argument. I'd rather go with Edwards Alaire for the upside. I just don't. I'm not a Melvin Gordon guy. I mean, unless unless Philip Lindsay is banged up. If Philip Lindsay's still banged up, then he I'll go Melvin Gordon. He is banged up right now. I don't know if he's going to play or not, but he did leave that game. So this is where I wanted to finish this with. We're not doing Gallman. You're fine, Chris. You're doing <laughs> Thank God. Thank God. Just just right now, rank these three. 
Camara, no breeze. It has to be Camara, no breeze. So Camara, Zeke, and Edwards Alaire. Oh man, I would go. It, 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 do you want the rank of my worry or just my rank no, of no. How, how I would, would you, value? How would you rank them right now? Rank for this week? No, just until Breeze is back. So going forward, period. Don't I don't care about matchups. Just everything involved. How would you rank those three running backs? You know, I feel like I want to. I want to backtrack myself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wayne Gall. Why is it Wayne Gallman in Wayne there? Gallman's because fine, you bring up an interesting thing that the one thing that Ezekiel Elliott has on his side is he is getting volume. It's just not there. Kamara's volume isn't there, which worries me. I'm speculating that I think they cannot repeat what he has been in the past game for three straight weeks, which is why I would go Camara one, Zeke two, and Clyde Edwards Alaire three in my rank. But your argument, I could almost see myself sliding Zeke above Camara. And Edwards Alaire is just going to be at the bottom. He's a big playmaker, but the volume's not there. They're not running the ball. Maybe this is going to be the week, but that's how I would go Camara, Elliott, Alaire. Scott. Uh, I, yeah, that's the same way I would go. I go Camara, Elliot, Alaire, uh, for sure. I just, the studs are the studs. And at any point, if they put up a gigantic week, you know, I, I think it's funny that Camara's best week was against green Bay. Who's actually been playing uh pretty good defense this year, you know, but any week he could go off. And I think they have to make it a focus, even with Taysom Hill in there to get Camaro the ball more this week. And I think you're going to see it. So he's the type Camara of player that he demands that he, he demands that for sure. What so, about you? Uh, uh, Zeke, you know, uh, uh, Zeke Camara, Edwards Alaire. So <laughs> until uh, Camara would skyrocket to this, he's not even part of the conversation once Breeze is back. So, right. uh, but, but I'll take the, the Zeke. I'll eat cereal with Zeke. That's the thing. I love my cereal. Let's, let's chow I down, buddy. Cereal, so I do too. too. Bogman hates sure. cereal. I love cereal too. One of the things I do in my waiver column, I started a few weeks ago, is because people are like, how worried are you about blank? How worried are you about blank? Like what we were just talking about. So I started a worry report at the beginning, and I used ducks one to five because of ducktails. That's the only reason <laughs> I did it. I didn't know what it I was like, I got to put emoji here. What are we going to do? Ducks. So <laughs> I want to talk about a team as an entirety. Normally, I do quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, and I do the worried people and stuff like that. But this week, guys, I did... Carson Wentz and company. Like Ooh. this is, I grouped the Eagles as a whole, and because you can include the tight ends, and I'm not worried. That's the only thing I'm not worried about. I gave them a three out of five ducks, as in I'm above average, significantly worried. Scott, if you had to give them five ducks or out of five ducks, how many would you give them? And then where does your worry lie? Is it with the running backs and Carson Wentz? Is it the offensive line? Is it the wide receivers? Is it everybody? Like where is it? And not, I guess. How would you spend I'm the at ducks a four. Around? Uh, I'm at a four. four and also, uh, it's the coaching. It, it, like you know, your offensive line is bad. You know that you're you can't Carson Wentz can't get a, rid of the ball with three step drops. That should be one, two, three out, one, two, three out. So roll him, roll him left, roll him right, make him move around in the pocket, run some wide receiver uh, reverses, anything to pull the defense's eye away from the offensive line instead of pinning their ears back and crushing Carson Wentz and all of his hopes and dreams. So uh, it's really, really bad coaching from what we saw on Monday Night Football. It, it's been awful for them. And also, the injuries are bad. The offensive line is terrible. It, it's uh, it's really, really god-awful. And 
Carson Wentz has happy feet. So it's like this cascading thing. They're not giving Miles Sanders the ball nearly enough. Uh, you know, Carson Wentz is dropping back too much and getting sacked and taking sacks. He's got happy feet. The wide receivers are dropping balls. Everything is not good. So, you know what? I'm going to change it. Five out of five. I'm worried about the Eagles. <laughs> They're terrible. They're hard to watch. <clears throat> four ducks. One, two, three, ah, four ah, ducks. Ah, I'm, I'm four ah, ducks ah, on them. You didn't even try to do an accent? No. I mean, wow. I could have, it would have turned Russian. That's all my accents. Do you do. want to try a hum it? See, that's a bit of better, better accent. Google. Um, I would say four ducks. And I agree with you. The tight ends are not in my realm of worry. If I were tearing the ducks, it would be like a one duck on the tight end. It would probably be like a two on the running back because again, similar to the uh, Alvin Kamara conversation, this was a, a little bit more of an anomaly on Miles Sanders. You know, he has an average under three and a half yards per carry the whole season outside of this game. He only had six carries. He had had in the teens averaging 15 and a half in the last couple games. He gets five targets. It was one of his lowest targeted games. It was a little bit more of an anomaly in that. I think you know what you're getting from him. You're getting like low RB1, high RB2. So I think it's like a two-duck thing. The wide receivers and quarterback play, I mean, that's where those are the five. So that's how we get to the four. Those are Travis Fulgham has completely disappeared from the offense. He doesn't exist anymore, which is unbelievable. They're not even getting it to other spots. They don't know how to work with Carson Wentz. They don't know how to just get the ball into playmakers' hands to get a rhythm going. Just do something. Pick a guy. Pick Rager and do some screens. Get some end arounds. Get him eight touches in the first half. Do anything. Coaching coaching's lost, so it's a four. At the end of the day, the Eagles are a uh, disaster to deal with in fantasy right now. All right, I, I, I thought you were going to go with five with the sound of it. You said you wanted to spread the ducks all around. I thought you. Were well, I did. It was five ducks to the wide receivers and the quarterback. No, Two but I meant like it's like I was thinking like the five ducks just all thrown out there. I see what you did. I, yeah. I, I'm picking up what you're putting. Down. I'm picking up the ducks that you're putting down. I'm picking. You get my gander. You get my gander. <laughs> oh my god! Look at all the ducks I give. <laughs> that was another that was two good ones. Oh God, if I didn't love puns. Let's move on. Two more things. Let's get out of I here. That was clearly for you. I, <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> two we'll we'll kind of quick hit these because I've taken up enough of your Phoenix time. Which by yeah. the way, is, I legitimately when you sent me this and you're like 815 your time, 1615 ours. Like, oh, that's right. You you don't have to deal with the stupid time change nonsense. We don't we only we only speak in like exact time zones because we change time zones, we don't change time. So we just always assume everybody will have it wrong. So we are just right. very specific. We're just like, here's the Eastern, here's our time, maybe even throw in your time. So we're all <laughs> on the same page. I just always say everything is Eastern. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's the way. When, to I, go. when I'm emailing people, just it's always Eastern. Yeah. yeah, everybody can figure it out from there. Yep. Well, you hope. So this sent a Greenwich Mean Time. How about that? Let, let them do some oh, math. <laughs> I had I had a league that their clock went by that GMT. Hmm. No, no. Good that'd time. be like playing in like kilometers in a baseball league. Just like, <laughs> no, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> he throws blank kilometers. It's ridiculous. Kilometers more kilometers more or less than miles. It's more, more right? Like 154 more. kilometers. What is that? It's like you know, 88 miles an hour. Every, People uh, are getting murdered at the plate. <laughs> yeah, <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> every uh, every single other country goes by kilometers and all that stuff. But we're like, nah, uh, uh. We need our miles. We need our inches, and we need our, our feet. feet. 
Mm-hmm. He hit the ball 732 kilometers. Like, what are we talking days. about? <laughs> oh my God, is that a record? I don't know. Was he in Colorado? Must have been in Colorado. All right. Two more, as I just wasted all that time to do these two more things. Uh, two of the most miserable teams in the NFL. Bengals and Jets, but yes, we are talking about them. And the thing I texted these guys with, and I said Jets, yes, seriously, we're talking Jets. That's going to be what we're finishing. We're finishing with the Jets, everybody. So if you didn't just tune out, here we go. <laughs> Bengals, we saw how miserable it was first game with no Joe Burrow. Higgins, still somewhat relevant in that game, even without the touchdown, looked like he was getting his opportunities. Tyler Boyd did nothing was his, not his fault, obviously. A.J. Green looks like for weeks now he's been left for dead again. He had that he woke back up for a few weeks there and then that was it. So Chris, you're first this time since Scott went last time. I got it right this time. I'm going to point at you which I'm just going to confuse you. So <laughs> I know. So three wide receivers for the Bengals. Can you use any of are you dropping any of them? Are you using any of them? Are they all just sitting on your bench? Tell me. Can you dig it? That's what I thought we were going to do there for a second. <laughs> the only one that I would be comfortable with right now is T. Higgins. AJ Green has been a drop for me for so long. He's not, it's never been worth, it's not oh, yeah, worth sitting around. There's so, but there's just so many of those players that like people hold on to, and it's like, hey, they had a good game. It's like, who cares? Like, it's not worth like T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton's like, back after his first touchdown of the season. T.Y. Hilton, all those people being like, hey, look at here we go. Who cares? I don't want to be around for all the garbage for that one game to celebrate. So green out Boyd has taken a seat back. It's amazing how many rookie and young wide receivers have pushed up to become the number one option on teams that had really great receivers. I mean, you look at like what CD lamb has done. I mean, Mark Cooper's still doing his business, but T Higgins has kind of become the favorite target uh, for this team. He has continued to have outside of week one, at least five targets in every single game. He's got a pretty high catch rate. He's getting some of the touchdowns. He's got three touchdowns in his last five games. Quarterback plays garbage. The only one I would want to comfortably put out there is T Higgins right now. Same, same for me. It's uh, T Higgins, Tyler Boyd. Um, yeah, the rest of these guys are a mess. I think T Higgins just being a big bodied receiver has that uh, end zone quality to him. You know, we saw him score a touchdown last week, with Brandon Allen. So, uh, he's it. Scott, you do, he's really it you, for the whole team. You do rookies like I do. Did you think we'd be talking about him before 2021? Because I admittedly didn't. No, Higgins, absolutely. Higgins is Higgins turns 50-50 balls into 75-25. Sure, but that, you thought you thought he'd be relevant this year? I did because of Joe Burrow. I I I didn't think it would be from as early in the season as he was. Or I thought to it would this probably level. be like yeah, or to this level. I thought it was going to be like week eight or nine. He starts and we see a big like playoff run from him with Burrow. Uh, but it was obviously before that he became because A.J. Green sucks. You know, I thought A.J. Sure. Green was going to be fine. And then Boyd was going to be there. C.J. Uzama seemed to be taking a step up before he got hurt. So I, I thought well, it was going to take a little bit to get time. to Higgins. But yeah, it yeah, I thought I thought Higgins wasn't going to show up until like maybe week 15, 16, 17 and be like, hey, remember this guy for next year type of thing. Yeah. yeah Higgins John is great. Ross. He's really remember good. John Ross. Yeah, that's what I was bringing up. Remember <laughs> when I he I know you said his name and I was like, just remember him? <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, I forgot about John Ross. Yeah, no, there's, there's way, no other analysis. Just like, remember him? Yeah. It's, oh, that's it's funny. It's, uh, I'm doing trade earlier this year. Like, OK. You think we haven't been trying to trade you for three years? Come on. I did. Uh, I'm doing my Marvel superhero rankings. I told, uh, who did I tell? Scott or Chris? Who did Me. I tell? Me. 
Yeah, I couldn't remember who was on, I was on video Ridiculous. with at the time because I was just too. Well, no, because we were talking before you set the new room that we had already set up. So anyway, yeah. and, and I actually for Marvel superhero movies, people forget about Blade. And I said, hey, remember Wesley Snipes? Remember Blade? That was actually the first quality, quote unquote, like that was the first good Marvel superhero movie. And people forget about it. Yeah, it's technically true. It was a great movie. I love. I mean, I'll, yeah, you, the first you one was great. You Second was pretty good, and then the third one, Trinity, was just... didn't exist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the one Even with though H. they had Ryan Reynolds, Triple H, and Patton Oswalt all in one movie, and, and what's her like, face? How did you screw that up. How do what you was... screw Jessica Biel? How do you Jessica screw Biel, thank you. up Patton Oswalt, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds, and Triple H in a movie? Watch well, the movie and you see how do you screw it up? <laughs> yeah, that's the recipe. That's the recipe. I mean, how do you screw up Wolverine Origins with Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool? Boy, Ryan Reynolds <laughs> is the common denominator here, guys. I hate to tell you, Ryan no, Reynolds. Then, is, then he no. did, he smashed it at the park with Deadpool. Yeah, everybody's talking about like the first great black superhero movie with Black Panther. It's like, what happened to Wesley Snipes? We're just throwing him under. Like, see ya. People didn't even know it was Marvel. They thought it was just a vampire movie. Yeah, so, okay, I will tell enough. you. I mean, you know, I'm of the age that I absolutely had the Blade soundtrack and absolutely drove around in my white that 1996 cl that club Mustang. where he cuts everybody up at the very beginning. The, you know, with Superman hero movie, uh, I had the soundtrack too with Spawn. Spawn oh, actually. Yeah. Spawn. I Spawn forgot about that. Yeah, there's one. I forgot about Spawn. That was not no. a good movie. I mean, that movie was atrocious. John Leguizamo was the clown, but the, yes. the series, the HBO uh, cartoon series of Spawn, which I'm was still looking for. Amazing. Which was worse because in the Marvel movies, I put DFL, which everybody knows what that stands for. I put the Daredevil movie with Ben Affleck. So which is worse, Spawn, Daredevil, or Trinity, Blade Trinity, Ooh. which was the worst of the three? Uh, Daredevil. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. It'd probably have to be Daredevil. Yeah. I, I could watch Spawn or I could do a rewatch right now of Spawn and I would get some just type of like, I don't know, you know like Michael J. White. Like I, I would get like a nostalgic entertainment factor. And then again, Patton Oswald, Triple H. I'll have some entertainment with Ryan Reynolds in there. <laughs> I will find no moment of entertainment with Ben Affleck as uh, as a Daredevil. Not one bit. It was so bad. Although if the TV show was a movie, that'd be in my top ten easily. Yeah, Possibly. Top I don't know. It, you know, it turned into all those series: The Punisher and uh, no, just Daredevil. The oh. other one, I agree with you. Just Daredevil on its own was great. It just uh -huh. turned into the redhead staring at the ground and crying all the time, like and foggy crying all the time. Like I was like, can we like, uh, it, it, why is everyone crying? Always? Why are all these redheads crying? <laughs> why are they staring at the ground and crying? <laughs> what is happening? Yeah. Can, we re can we reboot it as you as foggy? Would that make you feel better? Yes, we could. Oh, yeah, okay. you could do that. Yeah, I like that. I'll be daredevil. You be foggy. Sure. Oh, okay. Don I'm I'm just a, a just a piece of garbage on the floor. I mean, I didn't want to make you like the love interest. I mean, that'd be kind of weird. <laughs> I could be uh I could be um oh god, I just forgot his name. The the Kingpin. I'll be Kingpin. Oh, oh Kingpin. There you yeah. go. No, but you slimmed down. You can't did, do that yeah, anymore. A little bit. I, I'm still tall enough and big enough. <laughs> okay. Don't worry about that. You are tall enough that you could do like the muscle he does and like put me through the wall. Yeah. You could definitely I mean, do that. Yeah. 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 If anybody's so, never I, seen Chris Welsh in person, he is a big dude. Like yeah, not like fat he's like big solid no dude. i mean fat but like uh, i'm less fat than i was before but yeah i'm, I'm a tall i'm a tall guy yeah yeah i actually with the very first time i met it like i saw him in person like, because we met in parking lot right which is no was we, very you guys weird. were at a restaurant you guys were in the restaurant oh yeah no but i saw you coming from the parking lot and i yeah. i sat there and i was like is that him like i'm not kidding like when we was scott and i were sitting there i in saw awe. you walking up and i was like he is monstrous. Like, like yeah. I, you were ten times bigger than I thought you would be. <laughs> no, thanks. That's great. Yeah. Not like that way. You know what I'm saying. Looks like I'm paying a goon. 
you know, <laughs> like, what are you, 6'5", 6'6"? Oh, no, I'm not that tall. I'm like 6'4". I'm about 6'4". I'd say you're pushing 6'5". Yeah. Well, I, like, I just did that. Don't you love when people tell you what you are? <laughs> I mean, I, I'll, I would rather push 6'5 than any of the weight that someone might have me push. So I'll take that all day, every day. Like, like the people who think I'm Canadian. I'm like, I'm not Canadian. I don't even know where that came from. I think you just do a lot of shows with Canadians. There you smile. That's that's this problem. All right, last one. Jets speak. Hey, there you go. Perfect. How dare you smile, Jets fans? <laughs> so, yeah. Here's what I want to ask you, Jets fans. So while I was digging into the numbers, the other thing I was looking up was the Joe Flacco versus Sam Darnold because I was admittedly wrong. Suck. What'd you say? You found out they both suck. No, no, no we knew that. But Joe Flacco was good for Paramount and Mims. And I admittedly was wrong and said, Sam Darnold is back. Jameis Crowder is back to being top 25. Here's the problem. And this is what I want to ask you about. And you can go ahead and go first, Scott, because you're already chiming in. Is the very first game back, the interesting thing I found was the air yards per target went down for Paramount and Mims. We would all expect that from what the way that Joe Flacco was playing. No question about it with Sam Darnold. The problem is, their target percentage went up. Yeah, Crowder held steady to what he was getting treated at with Joe Flacco, which is worse than he ever was with Sam Darnold. Has this change of Mims being in the lineup and what happened with Flacco, has it moved Crowder into essentially a Cole Beasley role now? Um, I, I don't know if he's Cole Beasley, uh, but he's, he's as in less or better. Now. I mean, like, I don't know which way you would go with that one. That's, I think that's the conversation we could have. I mean, Mims and Perriman had more snaps, not by a ton. It not was, by a ton, uh, but it was close. Yeah, it was 52 for Mims, 54 for Perriman and 44 for Crowder. So, uh, I, I think they just got open more in this game. I think Darnold is more willing to throw the ball to the open man than Joe Flacco is. Joe Flacco just throws to whoever's deep and hopes for a flag. I mean, we know that's been <laughs> Joe Flacco's career for a while. He ha He's had a couple of years where he was great. Obviously, the Super Bowl run, he was amazing. One of the best quarterbacks. Uh, you know, he was just locked. Elite. But, yeah, he was elite. for like, all this pandering. Yeah, not okay. elite. But I'm pandering to no, Joe. Just, I mean, we're just having like we're like we're all sitting here being like, oh, let's talk, talk positive about the Jets. They're horrible. They're both well, they're all, horrible. Yeah, but, but Mims, Mims, and and, uh, and Perriman are good now. Like Perriman is more surprising than Mims. Like I thought, I thought Mims was going to be what you just said about T. Higgins. Like we would see him maybe at the end of the year after they had signed, uh, after they had signed Perriman and Crowder was healthy and all that stuff. I'm like. And Mim's probably going to take a backseat, especially he's banged up earlier in the year. But when he's been out there, he's and been he runs into cover on the field. So I think it, I would put if I'm ordering the Jets receivers for the rest of the year, I would go with Mims one. I'd probably go Perriman two and Crowder three. Crowder just looks like he's not into it anymore. Yeah, and I think the offense seems like it's made that adjustment through. Week eight on, it's been Perriman. He's been the number one guy, and Crowder and Mims over that five-week span had been just around the same. They've both been returning like top 60 wide receiver value, or not, I'm, I'm sorry, not even in top 60, right outside of top 60 in half-point PPR, both Crowder and Mims, where Perriman was right around the range of like a wide receiver three, at least a flex-optionable player. And now you're in a spot where Mims has started to get that momentum and Crowder has moved away. And the team is also just ineffective. I mean, they're fighting for their lives. They're, they're still allowing Frank Gore to be out there getting the carries. They can't establish a run to establish big play. Crowder is not getting separation. They don't find ways to spread the ball around in a proper way where Crowder can dominate anymore. So I just don't see, especially 
a really important thing that I know we we've kind of hit on here. And I even think you kind of had in your notes is like, it's week 13, you know, this is it. Like you, you have a couple more weeks to go. The, the decisions are the most critical they've ever been. And there's a lot of the time we can sit and we can focus on where we've been, but sometimes you might have to take these short sample sizes of two or three weeks and ride that wave and trust that wave a little bit right now, because this might be the, the, uh, the end all, this might be the end game. And Jamison Crowder is not a player that you can trust at this point. He is um, Ben Affleck daredevil and I would not be playing him. I would you go Denzel Mims one range on this podcast. He could tell us all the future outcomes, Jake. That's true. <laughs> 10,000 of them. And none of them end with Jamison Crowder as just starting tight uh, wide receiver. No, wasn't it a 6 million? And this is the 16 6 million. million something. So no, yeah, 16 million. That's what it was. That's what we we're going for there. Uh, by the way, just speaking of the outcomes, I'm not saying like, I don't believe this, but I'd say like there's maybe a 3% chance that Adam Gase is pulling the trick on the entire league. Like he's actually Kaiser Sose. Like well, yeah, he's, he's not fired. Yeah. To me. No, like, like that's what I'm saying. Like he doesn't get fired. That's what I'm saying. Like, no, no, no. he's Kaiser Sose and making it look like he's trying well, he's to be not competitive fired by now. I mean, what does so, he have look, to do? And he's going to get Trevor Lawrence. And then next year he's going to be like, ha ha fooled all of you. I wasn't even using a real playbook. I was using, Tecmo Bowl impressing yeah. up up B the whole time. Fisher Price, my little playbook. Yeah. That's what he was using. It's only like a 3% chance, but like just it would be hilarious. If, I, I would actually, I'm a kind of rooting for that next year just because I would <laughs> love to see like he was really just tricking everybody. I, you know, I actually agree. I would love it because I want the Jets to go 0 16 and I want it to continue. I would love for them to give him like eight more weeks and let's get like, let's just go 0 and 20. Hell, Let's go 0 and 32. Let's see if we can With really separate. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I mean, That'd are the awesome. Jets uh are the Jets a fan base that deserves that? They might be. I don't know Jets fans know. very well. I'm not on the East Coast. Jake would know better than me, but uh was, are the I'm a Giants uh, fan, so I didn't associate with the Jets people. That's not like I was like they were shunned or anything, but it's just <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because that's what it sounded like when you just said it. But uh, I mean, are the Jets fan? What what is the most deserving fan base of a 0 and 16 season? It's got to be the Patriots, right? Oh, like mm -hmm. that need it to come back around bad, poorly. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, he's got Patri six titles. Patriots would be satisfying, but I, I don't know. know if that, is that what you're getting at? Is it, satisfying. People complaining. I know you. I know you hate to hear it, but I can tell you just from the common man, a lot of people would probably say the Steelers. Oh, that's fine. Really? I mean, it's never gonna happen. But, I feel like yeah. the Browns. The Browns feel like a no win. Yeah, they deserve it, haven't they? Deserve it. They've already gone through it. They I were know, they 0 16 and then 1 and 15. <laughs> I'm going for 0 and 32, Jake. Did you oh miss God. what I was saying? I'm 1 and 31 wasn't enough for somebody. I think the Raiders. I think the the Raiders. The stigma that follows them and Jake, uh, John Gruden around there. I could. I think they deserve it. Watching it with it. all their sexual harassment. Cases. What would you rather see? What would you rather see the Raiders go 0 16 or the fine stacking on Gruden not wearing a mask? Like, what would be more satisfying? See much how much money he lost? Uh, uh, the, mask, it, it wouldn't even amount to enough because what is he making 10 million a year for 10 years? He doesn't care. It's like an escalator. Like he'd he'd be gone by like he'd lose all that money by like week eleven if he keeps doing that. <laughs> He's like, yeah, he had so much money to begin with, and then he got a hundred million dollar contract. For, yeah. In that dumb league, the uh, every time they throw a pick, it doubles. So it's minus four, minus eight, minus sixteen, minus thirty two, minus sixty four. And a guy in my league had tied Detmer. Here's the, the only thing that I hope. This Thank is oh. 
Ty Detmer, thank you. I was trying. I was bringing that up earlier today, and I was saying the worst quarterback performance ever. And I said, "Who was the one who threw seven interceptions?" And I couldn't think of his name. Yeah, thank you, Coy. Coy Detmer. That is so absurdly random that you said his name when I was trying to think about it today <laughs> earlier. I was on Pat Mayo's podcast, and we were talking about the worst quarterback performance. And I said, seven interceptions. What the hell was his name?" Yeah, with the Eagles, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, is, that is so flipping random that you said that. <laughs> Here's the one thing that we all need, though. This is what we need. We need to end the show. We need to end the show, but we need the Jets to go 0 and 16, and then we need them to be featured on Hard Knocks in 2021. That's all oh, that we need. Yes, with Adam Gates still the coach there and Trevor Lawrence. 100, 100. That's what we need. You know Where what I'm in? I'm in that. Let, let's okay. let's go team, not fire Gase. Let's, let's go. go. Let's go. I uh, uh, where do people follow you guys again? By the way, I went to in this league and I was going to again, but I can't again because I already gave you guys five stars. So yeah. oh. it's too late. Look at that. <laughs> what a nice guy. What a nice guy. Well, you can come have gelato with us now that you know, but that. tell everybody else where to give you five stars. Yeah, just go on iTunes and you guys can look at uh, in this league fantasy football podcast or any of them. If you'd like, give us a five star review. Fresh logo. Yeah. Nice. Did you like the logo? That's a big, important question. I do. I do. For people who watch, go, if you haven't watched our video, I like, I actually thought the logo was on Scott's wall while we were doing this video. Yeah. I'm I'm very, very proud of it. Took a lot of work. You know, we've been doing this as a video. Can we, can we post this video as a part of our Patreon, Jake? If you want to. Okay. We're going to do that. I'm going to, cause we, there's a really, uh, here's a tease. There's a moment. Thirty minutes into this podcast, where Jake does something to try to make Scott laugh, and he doesn't respond, and then I go <laughs> with it, and Scott never blinked. He never missed. The <laughs> he didn't respond. At I all. was trying not to look at you guys because I was in the middle of making my point. Yeah, so I saw you guys were doing goofy stuff in the background, so I was like looking at it, and then I did the, you know, yeah. when you you're you're trying to be quiet and you lock eyes with your friend and they start laughing. So you immediately look down. Yep. So you don't, that's what I was doing. And Jake and I did that. And that, uh, that is one of the things that we do uh, with some of our podcasts as well. We do videos that people can watch some of our interviews. So you're going to make it go back and watch and see if I did anything else stupid. Yeah, yeah, you know, you did Jake stuff. It was fine. It was totally I did Jake stuff. stuff. <laughs> it's totally fine. Patreon.com slash ITL Army. That's where you can sign up and uh, just search in this league on any podcast place. You'll find all the stuff that we do. And we just appreciate anybody uh, that wants to come have fun with us. You know, we think we do a decent job, but we also are very, very much into entertaining people in the process, which I think gets lost. And you do such a great job at it. And uh, that that's, I think, why we get along on a podcast standpoint as well. Is like it's important to entertain while doing all this stuff. Stuff because I just can't get down with the like. They start sounding like Charlie Brown's parents. Oh, yeah, no, I was yeah. say, did Google know what you're talking about? Yeah, Google, <laughs> tell me a really bad podcast. Sure. <laughs> Scott, anything you want to say before we get out of here? I'm all set. Uh, please follow us on the Twitter. Please check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash ITL Army. Do all the stuff and things. We love you all. Appreciate it. Before we go, uh, yeah, reminder over the athletic, uh, I would appreciate if Chris and Bogman could get together on whether or not to use the dash or the up and down bar because That's so funny you did that. It, it, ever, <laughs> I'm I not do the dash. I, I, I'm not I get OCD. So when everybody else doesn't use the dash. Think on this. <laughs> I totally agree with you. That is so funny that you did that because I thought that every time, damn, I'm not changing. Now I'm going to have to change it. I am with you, Jake. You're right about that. You you should do like the longer one, the longer hyphen day. <laughs> <laughs> That'll really uh, kill those. <laughs>
people. <laughs> anyway. oh, he's using the longer dash. Do you not see this? There's an extra <laughs> space after the dash, too. I'm telling do, you. Do, do ellipses. <laughs> oh, my God. Chris, dot, 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 Welsh, hyphen. Welsh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then bracket the whole thing. Oh, <laughs> she did the double dash. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, what was I trying? Oh, yeah, I'll be back next week. See you guys later. Bye. Yeah, see, I have the child from the Mandalorian, but the it's other not one. Not the child. It's Grogu. You. Yeah, F that's not loser. gonna stick. <laughs> Are you? Wait, it's, of course, it's gonna stick. It's great. No, it's not. Everybody's just gonna stick with calling her Baby Yoda. You, nah. you know, Baby Yoda is done. They should have either named it from day one. Like, I'm, I'm not. This is now serious talk. They should have named it from day one, <laughs> or it's too late. Nobody is going oh, no, to tell on how long he sticks. Like, no, I'll tell you why. For another two seasons, he's no. going to be broke. No, I'll tell you why. This is Maybe 100%. I, I, and I agree with you. Like, no, if you say the child, you're you're not fun. You're not fun at parties if you call him the child. <laughs> Everyone says Yoda. Baby Yoda, and that's fine. That's fine. But here's why Grogu is going to stick. Because if, you, if you've watched that gif, where every time, and they're so sneaky about this, and this is why those guys are so good. John Favreau might be one of the best storytellers with Filoni. Is they built in that little thing where every time he would go, Grogu, and he'd go, and he would just look over and he makes that little squealy Yoda, that baby sound. He goes, and there's a and there's a video loop out there. They're gonna keep doing that where he's gonna just cutely be like, Grogu, and he's gonna do that. And people are going to love it. And people will want to hear Grogu because he's going to have that little baby react. I'm telling you, it is going to stick. Yeah, she just bit off a piece of the bone and tried to swallow it. Ooh. It was like they do that bit. It was bigger than a quarter. That's what they do. There's gnawing at them trying to get those teeth clean. And then all of a sudden. Yeah. yeah. $2,000 later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You walk into any of those emergency clinics. It's just two grand. Yeah, yeah. they might as well just put like um like slot machines. If I had like a veterinary clinic, I'd just put a bunch <laughs> of I put a bunch of slot machines in there and just be like, listen, you're gonna spend two grand, so let's see if you can win something. Just I take totally hundred out and see if you can make it while you're waiting for your dog. Uh, all right, your blood test is two hundred dollars, <laughs> but if you pop these three balloons, you're gonna take home a baby Grogu, and then you just do that, and it's just like, hey, well, you know, it cost me two thousand dollars, but I got a baby Grogu, I got a couple uh, so, little pop vinyls, and I'm good. If there was a slot machine in there and you had to play $2,000 worth of money, Monopoly, but you, or price, price is right. I'm sorry. No, you yeah. just had to, you had to play the slot machine. $2,000. You had to put $2,000 in the slot machine, $1 at a time. It could be $1 slots. Would you take the chance that you hit the jackpot and be able to pay the bill? Or would you potentially be willing to pay $4,000 because you had to pay 2000 twice? Oh, so you're saying like mm. they're giving you the opportunity to, what is it? What does the jackpot get me? Do I win money or I just we'll get say, a free we'll bill? Say, no, we'll say $100,000, like a Vegas slot machine. Absolutely. You would roll I'm, the $2,000? Yeah, I think I'm a gambler. I mean, I wouldn't because I don't have luck on those machines. Yeah, pork yeah, shop, I do pork yeah. chop sandwiches. But like, I like the idea. It's week of, 13. I'm not editing that much, Scott. <laughs> it's seven minutes but i like the idea of you put 
the slots in there and then like the gambler in you, it's like, Hey, you could get $500 off of your bill if you get up there, but you know, all the gamblers are going to go deep in their pockets and they're going to end up paying a higher bill. Dude, I think it's just come up way. with a genius idea for these places. It's just like, I not even... really think I did in this economy. I think, <laughs> yeah. uh, slot yeah, machines veterinarians. enough off the blood test already. Let's give them some, uh, slot Dude, machines too. bro. It could even be like, it wouldn't even be a five. You could say five, you could say 10,000 free bill free. You're not charged yeah. for your visit. Yeah. And yeah. how many people would still Guess play? What? We're having it. We're going to have a uh, hand of blackjack to see how much the blood test is going to be. It's either going to be free or, you know, if uh, if the dealer gets 21, then you're paying double. I mean, that yeah, would be think such a great way. This like, is roulette. Like I mean, you can just sit there and play uh, roulette for hours. <laughs> Put me on Shark Tank right now. I, I don't even have a tangible thing. I'm just well, like, I mean, here's what I'm going to do. It isn't tangible. You just taking two ideas and slapped them together. I'm just doing what the airports do in Vegas, and I'm just putting it in a veterinary clinic. <laughs> yeah. Great idea. It's a great guy, I mean, a gambler. Like if Tillman Fertitta, who owns the Rockets, who owns a bunch of casinos, owned, you know, went into the veterinarian business. This is exactly what would happen. I think it's a I think it's a fantastic idea. So I mean, you know, you, you'd have had a chance. I mean, he just got hit by a car, but let me see if I get triple cherries first to pay for it. <laughs> Come on, Fido. <laughs> ding 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 ding. All right, let's talk. Yeah, about that, and then you could yeah, and screw the cherries, it could be three dogs. Be, ruff, 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 and then you win. <laughs> Thank you.